This is Mary Deturis Paust, and you're listening to Lifelines, where we are learning to be spiritual beings living in a material world. Good morning. Can you believe it has been about 10 months since I've shown up here on this podcast, which is nuts. I love doing it, and yet I let it slip away because it's the thing that doesn't have a deadline attached to it. So, of course, it's my thing, which means I make it last in my priority list. A good lesson there, right? The things we love to do, we need to bump those up higher on our list. But that's a topic for another day. Today, I am going to talk to you about a topic that is not strictly spiritual, as we say, but it does have spiritual elements to it because everything has spiritual elements to it, really. But this is going to be about heart health. Um, February is Heart Health Month, and in this case, it's specific to women, the topic I'm going to talk about, although anybody can benefit from it. Um, Many of you may know that I had my own heart health scare back in uh, late October and early November, and I've been meaning to talk about it, but I think I needed some time to distance myself from the actual event to be able to look at it more objectively and with clearer eyes. So let me tell you a little bit about the background. In October, my husband Dennis and I were on a beautiful pilgrimage to Italy. And on the first full day of that pilgrimage, we were walking up a hill to the Basilica of St. Francis of Assisi in the mystical, magical city of Assisi. And about halfway up that hill, for the first time ever in my life, I felt a crushing pain in the center of my chest, like my heart was in a vice, all the things you kind of hear about when you hear about potential heart attacks. And I said, I don't think I can get up this hill. And I stopped. And I thought I might need to sit down. That's how bad I felt. I felt exhausted. I felt the pressure. Everything felt wrong. Dennis asked if I wanted to go to a hospital, and I flippantly said I'd rather die here at the Basilica of St. Francis. Now I realize how possible that might have been given the situation. I made it to the top of the hill slowly, and the pain dissipated. So I chalked it up to exhaustion, jet lag, too much cappuccino, too much food, all sorts of things that we tend to do when something scary is happening and we try to find a different reason for it. Fast forward to the next day, we were out to dinner with friends in Assisi, realized our bus might be leaving, and one friend and I ran ahead to try to catch the bus, running through the hilly streets of Assisi when the pressure came on again. I literally ran through Assisi, clutching my chest, Don't ask me why I didn't stop and sit down. Don't ask me why I didn't text Dennis and say, please help. Uh, I guess I'm such a New Yorker that my goal was to get that bus no matter what. And again, once I finished with that activity, the pain went away. I made it through the rest of that 10-day visit to Italy. I got home and ignored it because it wasn't bothering me, and so I was able to forget it. About a week later... I went to visit my two daughters in Manhattan, and we walked along the High Line 
and then went to Little Island. And as I climbed the very mild hills to me on Little Island, I started to notice a twinge. Nothing like Italy, but enough that I knew it was there. And then that night when I got home, I was walking quickly to my car across the dark parking lot because I didn't want to be alone out there. And as I raced to the parking lot on flat ground, when I knew I should not have been in pain or been winded, the pain came on. And it was at that moment that I knew I was in really serious trouble and I could not ignore this. I called a cardiologist's office the next day and I was told that I could either go to an emergency room, which at that point I had no pain, so I would be presenting in an emergency room with no pain and no symptoms, or I could make an appointment for a full year out, a full year. I knew at that moment that if I made an appointment for a full year out, which I did on the off chance that was all I could ever get, I'd likely be dead before then. So I called another cardiology office. And they said, we can't get you in with a doctor today, but we have a walk-in clinic. And if you are willing to come here and sit for a couple of hours in our walk-in clinic, you will be seen and you will be given the tests you need to make a diagnosis. And so I went and thank God for Capital Cardiology's walk-in clinic in Albany because I really believe it saved my life. I went up there with my book, I sat there, and in a couple of hours, I had had an EKG, which was completely normal, as is every EKG I've ever had. I have a zero cardiac calcium score, which means there is no hardened plaque in my arteries. I have had that zero score every time they've tested me. It is the hallmark of being in good condition, and a low risk for cardiovascular disease. My blood pressure was normal. My heart rate was normal. Everything was normal, except for the fact that what I was feeling was not normal. And big asterisk here, I have a family history. And that family history, in addition to the walk-in clinic, is what saved my life too, because I do not believe I would have been given the test I needed had it not been for the fact that I have a family history of heart disease or cardiovascular disease, actually. So I was told to make an appointment for one year out because my results were, quote, unremarkable, and they did not expect anything bad on my tests. But they scheduled me for a CAT scan with contrast with dye which is what would allow them to see any blockages. And I had that test, thank God, um, about a day and a half later. And two hours after I had that test, I had results that showed I had an 80% blockage in my LAD, which is the main artery known as the widowmaker, because people who have heart attacks due to a blockage in that artery typically die. So... Here I was, a picture of health, a zero cardiac calcium score, a normal EKG, I've had normal echocardiograms and had another one after the fact that was also normal, great blood pressure, normal heart rate, 
Everything looks exteriorly like I am sitting pretty. And yet I had an 80% blockage in a major artery that could have killed me. So I thank my family's history for getting me that test fast enough. My grandfather died of a heart attack in his 50s. My father had a stent when he was about my age. And my sister had a 95% blockage in that exact same artery when she was only 45 years old and was the epitome of good health. A fitness instructor, not an ounce of fat on her. If I could say who is the healthiest person I know, it would have been my sister. And I believe that my sister's diagnosis at that age is what got me that test so fast. And I say that to remind you that if you have a family history, it supersedes every good thing you do for your health. And that doesn't mean we don't try to do good things for our health and use measures like diet and exercise and stress relief to prevent problems or to keep us from having more problems. It just means genetics counts in a big way. So for the longest time, I watched my cholesterol start to rise. I used to have amazing cholesterol to the point where my GP told me I should hang my test results on my refrigerator. Post-menopause, however, those numbers started to climb. I asked my practitioner about the climbing numbers, and I was told it was well-controlled. About a year before my incident, I questioned the climbing cholesterol numbers, and I was told that because I had a zero cardiac calcium score, I had nothing to worry about. And that, my friends, is something to be very aware of. A zero cardiac calcium score can give you a false sense of security when it comes to heart health if you have genetic factors. So I just want to be a cautionary tale. If you have a zero cardiac calcium score and you have been told you have nothing to worry about, but you have multiple incidences of cardiovascular disease in your family, ask for more tests. I know it's not easy, but you have to be your own best advocate. Within days of my visit to that walk-in clinic, I was lucky enough to get an appointment at a local hospital and have an amazing doctor do my heart catheterization and open up that artery. And I am now feeling great and I have zero restrictions despite my need for blood thinners and aspirins and statins in order to make sure I stay healthy. In the aftermath, I've had people comment about me having a, quote, bad heart. So to, to demystify some of this, I actually have a really healthy heart. My heart is fine. It's as strong as or stronger than anybody's healthy heart. It was the artery where there was a blockage that was the problem. So there are differences in heart disease and how it might manifest in us. And nobody should make you feel bad because you may have a condition, oftentimes genetic, related to your cardiovascular health. In my example, as I said, I had zero hardened plaque in my arteries, zero. When I asked the doctor, how could that be? 
How could I have zero hardened plaque, normal EKG, good echocardiogram with an 80% blockage? And his answer was to say, I should be a test case. But it's not that rare. I know multiple people, not just related to me, who have the exact same thing. So we have to advocate for ourselves. We have to push. And that's not always easy. I know that when I presented at that walk-in clinic, I presented as a very healthy woman in her 60s. I hopped up on the table. I joked with the nurses and the doctor. I had a lot of energy and pep in my step. I had all the right test scores. That's why they said my tests look unremarkable because everything about me on the outside said I was perfectly healthy. So we have to remember that when other people tell us things are fine, people told me maybe it was stress. Someone told me maybe you did a yoga move that hurt your chest. We know in our gut. We have to trust our gut when it comes to our own health. I knew without question that this was not stress, that this was not a muscle pull. I've lived 61 years. I know what stress feels like. I'm a champion at knowing what stress feels like. I've done yoga since the 1980s. I know what a muscle pull looks like or overuse feels like. The problems start when we don't trust our own bodies and our own intuition and we ignore things or we let people convince us, doctors included, that there's nothing to see here. So you need to trust what you know in your gut you need to take care of. And if somebody says no, you find another doctor, find another hospital, find another practitioner somewhere. And if you don't have somebody, call the American Heart Association. Or if your problem is cancer, call the American Cancer Society. Call somebody who can help you figure out how to advocate. Because it is not easy out there. It is a constant battle when it comes to healthcare, as we all know, whenever we have to access healthcare, which is very unfortunate. But there are often simple tests that can find critical things that can save our lives. For example, after I had the stent procedure, because there was concern that this strange anomaly could repeat somewhere else, I was given an ultrasound of my carotid arteries to make sure I was not at risk for stroke. When I had that ultrasound, which is such a simple test, the technician said she did not understand why every person 60 or over was not having this test because it was so cheap and so effective at looking for signs of possible stroke. Well, we know why it's not recommended because insurance companies don't want to pay for it. So if you can, if you can afford to do these things, the the cardiac calcium score is like a $50 to $75 test here in the capital region where I live. Insurance doesn't cover it. But if you can afford it, it's at least a baseline because if you are not somebody with a genetic issue, it can tell you if you have hardened plaque in your arteries. So it's not something to dismiss, but it's something to not count on if you have genetic predisposition, or if you have any symptoms of heart disease or heart attack that are presenting themselves, you have to take those things seriously. So our takeaway today from our little heart health segment is this, trust your gut, trust your body. You know your body, you know what feels right and what feels terribly wrong. 
Don't let anyone convince you not to pay attention to it or to feel bad about paying attention to it because we somehow have this shame surrounding it like we didn't do enough to take care of ourselves. Sometimes we can do everything right and we still get sick or we still have a health crisis. When I was in the hospital waiting for my stent, I said something to the nurse about I should have tried harder to prevent this. And she just looked at me and said, you can't prevent it when it's genetic. Genes trump all of it. So remember that. Remember it regardless of what your health condition might be, whatever your genetic family predisposition might be. Pay attention to it. Don't ignore signs and symptoms because your doctor even doesn't take it seriously. Continue to push even if you have to be that annoying patient. And I am for sure that annoying patient who shows up with a notebook in hand and a list of questions. I'm sure they hate to see me coming. But you know what? Maybe it saved my life. And again, I look at my sister and my dad and my grandfather and I say, I may be alive today because of them, specifically my sister. I really think that she saved me because they were ready to ignore my symptoms based on my test scores. And it's only because of her that they were willing to go further. So thanks, Tricia. Anyway, this is just your little wake-up call to take care of yourself today. Whatever it is that's bugging you, get it checked out and just take that next step. And if somebody blocks your way, go around them and find another way to take the step, but take the step. This is Mary Deturis Past, and you've been listening to Lifelines. Please hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss any future episodes. And if you have a moment, leave a review. Thank you. I'll be sending you lots of good vibes and prayers, peace, love, and every good thing.